Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. I just love our intro music. I just want to say that. Um, so this is Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and I'm excited to be here. We are talking about the last step of the 12 Steps to Freedom, Step 12, which is love. So tonight our focus is boundaries, and I'm so excited to talk about this because boundaries are so important and such an act of self-love. And so let's bring on my beautiful co-host, Terry Thayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. I am glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. (laughs) So we also have our guest coach on tonight, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. Um, When we got to connect uh, previously, um, she's just so impressive and amazing. I can't wait to uh, have her talk with you guys. Let's welcome Mary Brown. Mm-hmm. Hello, Welcome. thank you so much for having me. Yes, yeah. So, Mary, we're going to start off with you and have you share kind of your your thoughts and your feelings around love and boundaries. Sure, I would love to. Um so Oh, <clears throat> sorry. Also introduce um, yourself a little. Mm-mm. Yeah. For sure. My name is Mary Brown, and I am a boundaries coach. Um, I'm a life coach, and I specialize in working with women um, to set and uphold boundaries from a place of love, love for themselves and love for um, the people in their lives, and I love it. It is such an honor and a joy and a privilege to get to do this work, Um, and I guess I would love to share a little bit of a story about kind of my journey with boundaries. Is that okay for right now? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I grew up in a big, huge family. Um, There were 11 of us in one home. We had five boys, four girls, two parents, and zero boundaries. And I mean zero boundaries. Um, We did things like, you know, we ate off each other's plates and wore each other's clothes and signed each other's report cards. And uh, <laughs> we even, <laughs> we even, um, you know, if someone was upset in our family, we would stop what we were doing and go see about that person. And we stayed with them until they, you know, were feeling better. And so we really kind of had some gray lines about, um, you know, responsibility for our emotions. And um, when I I grew up um, in that environment, as a teenager and as a young adult, um, I just became a caregiver in all of my relationships. I was a total people pleaser. Um, I got married right out of college and, you know, kind of did my best to follow the advice to make him happy and put his needs before 
mine and um and what I was that the problem with not having any boundaries was that I started to feel resentment for them. I started mm-hmm. to feel resentment for good people, people that I loved. I started to feel resentment for my family and my friends and my husband and um really coworkers. I mean, in every relationship, it was just that I was the caregiver and I was trying so hard to be selfless and trying so hard to serve um, and kind of hated them. Um, so that didn't really work for me. Um, and I'll tell you the turning point was uh, 26. Um, I met a boy named Trey, and he is my first child. And those first few days in the hospital with him, I just saw the world in a different light. Um, He was just so precious. He was, um, you know, I just remember looking into his little face and singing to him, like, you're my sunshine, or... um, I knew that he was just born valuable. I knew that he had been divinely created and that he came to earth and that he didn't need to do anything to earn his value on earth and that, you know, whatever he did or didn't do wasn't going to change that. And so um, I know if you've ever been around a new baby, you might be able to relate to that feeling of just that, you know, that really sweet, precious love that um, surrounds um, having a, an infant and um, and then a couple of days yeah you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah so and then a, a couple of days later I really had an aha moment where I felt like okay if Trey was born valuable then what about me because I also born worthy of love and belonging was my value given to me by the same creator. And I quickly came to the conclusion, like I was born valuable. And that is when I realized that I really needed to change the way I had been treating myself, that I had to change the way I allowed other people to treat me. Um, So that was the beginning of my journey to boundaries. And it kind of took like three phases or stages and that first one was really just self-awareness like figure out I had to just notice what I did want what I how I did how did I feel what did I um, think I had to ask myself like what's okay and what's not okay for me and I really just had to pay attention to the times when I was feeling taken advantage of Um, and then next the next phase um, I had to figure out like how to talk about it, like how to find my voice and really communicate um, about boundaries. And, you know, the so smooth, I would just say things like, Hey, that's not okay. If you do that again, that's it. Right. And I didn't really have any, any, yeah. <laughs> or I would say, you know, like, you can't tell me that, you know, <laughs> Yeah, um, I, totally I, I quick, yeah, I quickly learned that like communicating around boundaries is a learned skill, um, and I had a lot of learning to do, right? Um, and I also learned that boundaries are really not the way that we control other people; that they are, they focus on what we can do and what we will do to take care of ourselves. 
right? Um, mm-hmm. And then that third piece was all about self-care, right? Like, what do I, what, how do I take care of myself if, I, if something's happening that's not okay for me, right? How do I follow up? How do I follow through? How do I show up for me? Um, you know, when my boundaries are not being respected, then what kind of self-care can I give to myself? So thanks for listening to that story. I just love talking about boundaries and, um, and I think it's, you know, it's such a cool journey and everybody's got their own and, and I'd love to hear some of, of your thoughts and, and experiences too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. When I first started to speak up, I was kind of loud and people were not <laughs> used to that. They were used to me being quiet and um, just going with the flow and letting them treat me however they wanted and say whatever they wanted. And when I started to speak up, a lot of people didn't like it. And mm-hmm. but I also was really loud because I didn't know mm-hmm. I like didn't know my volume, right? So mm-hmm. um so that was an interesting experience and now I feel like I do know my volume, but I don't I'm not always best with my tone. Um Mm. But I think also a big step for me was uh, asking for what I want and what I need. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having an opinion and voicing it, um, mm-hmm. and and really holding a line to what is okay and what is not okay. And mm-hmm. it's been almost more of a challenge with. My teenagers <laughs> than mm-hmm. probably anyone else that I've dealt with. Like my 12 year old really loves to roll her eyes and mm-hmm. uh, you know be um, just really sassy with me. And mm-hmm. I I explained to her over and over and over again that that behavior is not okay for her to do with me. And Mm-hmm. I think just like every time I do that, it mm-hmm. may not necessarily be getting into her head, but it's still mm-hmm. an act of love for me to state right. that what she's doing is not okay. And yeah. hopefully one yeah. day she'll get it. Uh, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been an interesting growing process because I went so long just kind of letting anyone walk all over me type of thing and being so much more concerned with your happiness than my happiness, always being willing to Mm -hmm. sacrifice, you know, that's what I would say, sacrifice Mm -hmm. myself and my happiness for yours. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where I'm just like, no, I'm going to do what I need done. So most of our, most of my frustrations have been um, around keeping the house clean and how I feel like no one's really on my side. And so mm-hmm. I hired an organizer, and she nice. helps me clean, and she helps me get all of the stuff out of the house, and she helps me with the kids get their stuff out of the house and organized and 
and I feel like I have a person on my team. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I have to pay her, but that's what it was going to take for me to feel um, like I had someone on my team and to get the help that I needed to get my house more in order. So that's another piece that I've done as self-love and um, getting mm-hmm. those needs met, even though the people in my household aren't necessarily willing to do it with me. Right, right. And I love that relationship between boundaries and self-care. They really just go, mm-hmm. they're intertwined. They go hand in hand. And and um, and the, the beautiful thing about that example is that, you know, you took care of your needs, right? Like you asked for what mm-hmm. you needed, you followed through. And so that absolutely is, you know, an, a good example of self-care. And you don't have to resent other people for not doing what you want them to do because it's your job to take care of you and you did it. So I applaud you for mm-hmm. that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's supported me so much. And it makes it mm-hmm. it makes it easier for me to uh, to not be resentful of them mm-hmm. and their action or lack of action, and um, mm-hmm. I'm a lot less stressed and overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. so that allows me to show up for them in a um, in a way that I want to show up. Right, right. Um, you know, right. not all frustrated and irritated and feeling resentful um, and taken advantage of and all those other things. Yes, yes. And one of the things I love is um, teaching people how to communicate about their boundaries, right? So in that example, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds to me like what I what I heard was that like what what's not okay for you is to live in a home where you feel like it's not organized or where it's not clean or you're not, you know, comfortable in that space and that you're kind yeah. of loving and respecting yourself enough to say that this is not okay for me. And absolutely you can choose to have a conversation about that, to address that, boundary from a place of love for yourself and for the other person um and so mm-hmm. you know when you're when you're communicating that it, it's totally an option to to be able to say like here family you know when you don't i don't know keep the house the way that you know i'm going to feel comfortable then i think you don't care if i'm comfortable you know and i feel hurt by that so i'm requesting that you either clean up or if you don't, then I'm going to hire someone to do that for me. That's my plan for self-care. And I love that we can use communication tools to be able to um, have those open honest, and authentic and beautiful and hard and all of those, um, you know, have a compassionate conversation around, you know, what is it we need and what are we going to do to take care of ourselves? So. Yeah, so thank we you had for that, that conversation a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's an ongoing conversation and a lot of poems. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, <laughs> yeah. what about you and your journey? 
journey? Well, I think for me, um, of course, I'm I live by myself now, and my children are mm-hmm. all grown, and my grandchildren are getting all grown, and my great grandchildren are all mm-hmm. walking around now. So it's uh, I have a totally different environment, and so for mm-hmm. me, within my own home, I um, I have a lot of control because I can control mm-hmm. myself. So I think boundaries have a lot to do with recognizing what we can control and what we can't control. And they mm-hmm. they are established uh, within the, the realm of, of loving ourselves and seeing our value. And uh, so for me, I, with my family, my children, I've really learned to recognize what I can control and what I can't control and have come to peace with that and I live in the moment and I have an intention to love them unconditionally whether I can control what they do or not and uh, Mm -hmm. in that way my boundary is to to be within my intention of having unconditional love for myself and my family and recognizing when I you know what I can I don't know if I can say it exactly right because I'm not Boundaries is kind of a, a word that I'm not really, um, I don't know if I really know what that means, but I know that mm-hmm. I can control myself and my reactions and my boundaries are to be loving. So I want to, mm-hmm. I want to always project love and I want to be able to receive love. And so I don't know if that's a boundary or if that's a value or if that's just the way I want to take up space, but I'm very connected mm-hmm. to my to my higher power, which is God, and I want to emulate mm-hmm. the Savior in everything that I do and say and think. And so to me, that's kind of my boundary in terms of the way I react, the way I speak, the way I take up space, and I know I can't control how other people perceive that, but I know my intention. And so is that a boundary? I mean, that's to me, that's, that's how I kind of um, evolve in, in my day is to ask myself, am I being loving to myself and am I being loving to others? Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I guess to answer your question, you know, um, there's lots of definitions of boundaries, and um, the kind of simplest one is by Brene Brown, and she just defines boundaries as, like, what what is okay for me and what is not okay for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> my thought about, um, as you were speaking, what was coming, what I was thinking about, what was coming up for me is this idea of, um, you know, I'm responsible for myself, I'm responsible for my choices, I'm responsible for my feelings, I'm responsible for the light, for the love, for the, you know, how I'm showing up in the world, mm-hmm. but also allowing other people to also have that they show up in the world, right? So that mm-hmm. for sure comes into the conversation around boundaries is, you know, like I'm responsible for my feelings. I'm responsible for my happiness. I'm responsible for my own growth. Um, And 
you are responsible for your feelings and your happiness and your growth. And so sometimes our boundary conversations really are about who's responsible for what and what's my role, mm-hmm. right? And I love, I love, love when there's a shift from, you know, a thinking, a, a mindset of like, I'm, it's my job to make you happy or, you know, to, no, it's your job, it's your responsibility, and I just get to show up and love you. I just get to support you. Mm-hmm. I just get to yeah. encourage you. I want to be in relationship with you. And your journey is your responsibility, right? That's your curriculum. And I'm going to keep my eyes on my own paper, and I'm just going to love and support you in your journey. Yeah, I think that that's uh, what I was trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. That... Uh, I just uh, I often have difficulty talking about boundaries because for some reason I just don't I I just feel them I guess I I it's hard for me mm-hmm. to articulate them but I mm-hmm. I know when um, when they're being crossed and I know when I'm feeling where my I need to shift my mindset because I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling expectations around something someone else is doing then that's when I can go back and, and, and to my intention, which is to be loving and supportive and allow them mm-hmm. to do their thing, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. thing is. Yeah, I love that yeah. you said that, Terry. Go ahead. I, sorry, go ahead, Mary. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say that um, a lot of the times we don't know that we have a boundary until someone crosses it. And that's when we become aware of it. Like, that was not okay for you to act that way or for you to say that thing or for you to uh, do that thing. That was not okay. And when those experiences happen, then we know that there's a boundary we can set. And we can have a conversation around that boundary, and we can let that person know that going forward, that is not okay with me. So Mm -hmm. I think that that can really be, for me, that can really be the eye-opener to a boundary is when someone crosses that boundary. Um, Because boundaries are pretty new for me. Probably the last five years is when I've started to really set boundaries of um, what behavior is appropriate and what is not. Mm because I had a situation where someone just um, someone just pushed all the boundaries in a way that no one had ever done before, and it became obvious to me that I had to set boundaries. Um, so something like that would never happen again. Um, mm-hmm. And so going forward, that's kind of how I become aware of them. Um, when I see, okay, that's not okay for you to do that. But I think it's really important that we have the conversation. We just don't assume that someone's going to know that that is now a boundary. Right, right. And and my my thought about it is that oftentimes when when our boundary has been crossed, we feel it in our bodies. Right, so I can mm-hmm. identify in my body how that feels. I can tell you what my thoughts are, 
Um, and oftentimes the person um, may or may not know that it's a boundary violation mm-hmm. for them. So it can, it can be a really simple thing, right? Um, it could be, you know, someone calls you and asks you, will you, whatever it is, will you bring, I don't know, before, like an example was bring cupcakes, you know, in for a class birthday, or can you teach this class this week, or can you, um, would you babysit my child, or would you take on this assignment at work, right? So if someone's asking something of me, and I want to say no, but I say yes, I violated my own boundary there because I've had that conversation many times where I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, and then I hang up and I'm mad. I'm like, how dare they call and ask me to do something, right? Like, that's silly Mm -hmm. (laughs) for me to be mad at them just for making a request of me, right? Um, But I, I didn't speak up for myself, right? I didn't advocate for myself. I didn't take a minute to think about that, right? So sometimes the very first skill that I work with people on is just how to say no and feel good about it, how to feel good about a no answer, right? How not Mm -hmm. to, like, make decisions from a place of obligation or fear or should, right? That Those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But to be able to say yes from a place of love and compassion and willingness to serve and connect with yourself and that person and something bigger than yourself. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm trying to teach people in the world to say no to everything, but I do feel like, you know, if we can say yes, that really is meaningful to us, then absolutely we should say yes. And when you have clearer boundaries, you're able to agree to do more things and do them for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Rhonda talks about how when you're saying no to someone else, you're saying yes to yourself. And so mm-hmm. I like to look at it as I'm not I'm not telling someone else no. I'm telling I'm telling myself yes. And so that mm-hmm. feels better. Mm. Um, you know, right. to be like, oh, I'm yeah. telling me yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, ladies, Absolutely. believe it or not, we we're almost out of time. So, I would like to ask you both: What is the number one thing you would want our listeners to take away with you tonight, or take away with them tonight? And, Mary, I'll let you go first. Sure. Um, so, I guess I I do want listeners to know that just like my first baby, and just like me, and like you know and just like Kelly and Terry, that you're born valuable. I just want you to know that you were born valuable, that you don't have to do anything to earn your worth, and what you do doesn't change that. So that is definitely a message. Um, I think secondary would be that you absolutely can, like 100% love yourself and 100% love another person. That That's available as an option. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Terry? Sure. Well, oh, excuse me. I would uh, just echo the the part about we're of great value. We were created 
with love and by our by our heavenly father and we are of great value and we are worthy of love and once we absolutely internalize that concept and we love ourselves uh, to the you know to that degree then we we actually and authentically can love love others and i think until we authentically love ourselves it's very difficult to love others from that place of authentic love and not from a place of duty and uh, mm-hmm. I think that's that's really an important concept when we talk about love. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, for me, I it's really important, I feel, for you to sit down and take the time to write your boundaries down and to really look at your life and say what is okay um, and what is not okay. And to make a plan of how you can educate the people around you about what is not okay for you. Um, and I, I just think that that's really important and such an act of self-love. And you will be so much happier when you do. Um, so uh, I want to give just a quick moment to Mary to uh, tell you about a, um, an event she has coming up. Yes, um, so next Wednesday, September 23rd at 12 noon to 1.30 Mountain Standard Time, I am hosting a free virtual workshop on how to communicate your boundaries. It's a tried and true formula, and um, we will be teaching you how to start the conversation, do it with compassion, learn specific steps um, so that you can have those conversations about boundaries. Um, and my website is www.intentionallifecoaching.com, and my Instagram is boundaries underscore coach. Awesome. Thank you. And also, um, Mary is going to post that event on the Facebook Fearless Generation page to make it super easy for you to go and register. Um, We want to thank you for being here tonight. You added so much value to the call. Um, We loved having you on. I know that I feel smarter, so I know our listeners will too. We want to say (laughs) that the 12 Steps to Freedom are brought to you or designed by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you'd like to know more about her, you can go to fearlessliving.org. And, of course, you can always know more about us if you go to fearlessgenerations.org. And we have a lot of workshops coming up um, dealing with changing your life. So if you'd like to know more about that, please do check it out. And uh, we have one Wednesday at 5.30 to 6.30 Pacific time. And we have one Saturday from 10 to 1 Pacific time as well. So uh, we're so grateful for you being here. And until next week, everyone, be fearless. Good night. Thank you. Good night.